0: Hello everyone. I um, hope you're keeping well. Tonight on my evening walk, I intend to discuss something that adds a bit of value. Many of you who follow me on uh, social media are young people who are either just starting out in life or um, just you know, or have you know, just finishing school and wrapping up one phase of your life to go into adulthood. Um, and so I thought to myself, which of the agreements and legal documents is most common amongst people of, of that of that age range? And the one that comes to mind obviously is the tenancy agreement. Now, uh, as you know, a tenancy agreement is an agreement between the owner of a property and um, someone else who wants to rent the property. And stay there for a specific period of time in Nigeria usually it's for a year or two years so I just thought you know it might help um, because at, at that age when you just finished school you've just finished NYSC you're just about to start your life um, it might not at that point be very convenient for you to pay for legal services just to review a three-page tenancy agreement which anyone who's been to school should be able to to handle so this is not legal advice um don't rely on on it in your specific circumstance i'm not liable if things go wrong even after you've done everything you're supposed to the first and best advice always engage a lawyer talk to your lawyer friends many of them will do it for free um, because it's the very first it's a small three-page agreement And if they won't, um, maybe find money to do it. So that's the original advice. However, as a full grown adult, you should be able to pay attention to read it and at least try to understand some of the things in there and the position you should take as a tenant to avoid future issues with the landlord. At the very beginning of the agreement, the first thing you will find is the word beneficial owner. When they say the agreement is between X and Y, X being the landlord and Y being you, when they define who X is, they have to use the words beneficial owner. Beneficial owner has a specific interpretation and definition in law. Also, as part of it, you must ensure somewhere in the agreement that whoever is positioning himself as the landlord or beneficial owner has indemnified you against any other person who might come forward later to claim that they are the owner of the property. As you know, in Lagos, multiple agents pose as the owner or the authorized person who was put in charge of that property. You don't want to invest money putting it together and you come one day and the actual landlord comes and tries to jettison you from the place. It has happened many times before. Second of all uh, that you should watch out for is um, the right of the landlord to inspect the property now many agreements the landlord wants to give himself a lot of powers right he wants the power to come in there whenever he wants he wants the power to evict you whenever he wants and those are the kind of things that you must make sure that the wording in the agreement protects you so you will see in many agreements the landlord will say things like i can send anyone workmen to come and inspect the property and make repairs to the property and you must let us do that what you should make sure you push back for is to have some notice period right so i'm not stopping you as a landlord from coming to check your property to make sure that i'm using it well and that there are no major repairs or damage what i'm asking you to do is you must give me sufficient time so give me 48 hours before give me 72 hours before um or also, come during business hours or only come on weekends. Put things like that that protect you so that you're not sitting in your house one day. People knock at your gates from the landlord and insist on having access to the premises before you even have a chance to keep your personal and private belongings separate. Secondly, the right to modify the property. Now, for many people, modification is in two ways, right? There is structural modification... And there's temporary modification. Structural modification is anything that affects the walls, so the structure itself, right? If you have a three-bedroom apartment, can you, as a tenant who's just there for one year, completely break one of the walls between two rooms and turn it into one long room, not knowing whether or not that wall you're breaking is a structural wall, which means that it's load-bearing and the building needs it to stand. Those are the kind of things that the landlord is trying to prevent by putting in clauses that indicate that you cannot make structural adjustments without letting him know and getting consent from him because don't forget he's the owner of the house um, and he probably has the designs and structural drawings that helps him to know which wall can be safely taken down in that way. However, if you do not watch for the language, you will find that you can tie yourself into a situation where even to put in temporary things to put in sliding doors to put in aluminium demarcations right just between the dining room and the parlor or create a tiny little room by just putting up you know like you know aluminium and glass you need to go to the landlord as well um and you don't want that kind of situation because these are temporary things that just make your staying there be better and things that can be easily removed without damaging or changing the structure. be very careful about that as well to make sure that you can do temporary adjustments um, without having to go back to the landlord the next really serious thing is your right to sublet sublet means that you yourself are taking a lease from someone do you have a right to then again lease it to someone else a typical example of this is usually when you've taken a one-year lease But you'll stay three months and have found something else and somewhere else to move to. Now, two options. You go to the landlord and you say, I'd like to leave. He says, well, I don't have your money. I have spent it. You might have to wait till I get another tenant. Whatever I get back from that tenant, I will pay you the portion of your rent that's remaining. Or you can also say, you know what? But I have found someone else. I have a friend just like me, responsible, working, who wants to take that's the danger of doing my evening walks all sorts of sounds please forgive forgive me who wants to take the property from me and pay me the seven months left the right to sublet depending on the language if they allow you to sublet to a responsible person then sometimes you can actually just do that without telling the landlord maybe just notify him later on and say oh yeah i found someone and i put them there and i've collected the money remaining money for seven months they will see the rest of the term through and when they are done they will leave Usually, if the language allows you, then you can do that, which is why I'm saying you have to be careful and watch for for that particular language. Beyond that, those are the key things that I think um, every normal human being, every educated human being should be able to watch out for in an agreement. Just make sure, just check those areas. Quickly read it, look for those points, and make sure that they are in your favor. The last two things I'll speak about are levies. So... Other than the rent that you've paid uh, to the landlord there might be other levies that are required either by state government uh, local government fees uh, and things like that now depending some of these laws that uh, created these levies will say that these levies should be paid by whoever is occupying the house so radio license for instance in the law should be paid by whoever is occupying the house however some laws are not very clear so they would say things like well land use charge or ground rent in the past should be paid by the owner of the place unless they have agreed between the owner and the tenant that the tenant should pay it now that's important because when they bring that land use charge or ground rent to you as a tenant maybe a lot of money and you write to your landlord and you say please see and pay he would say to you well check your agreement it says you will pay for every levy that is charged on that premises and he didn't say anything and this is one of the levies so please go ahead and pay so many tenants have found themselves in this very very precarious situation so watch out for that always make sure to divide it put the clause in there that says anything that the law requires tenants to pay i will pay anything that the law requires landlord to pay or the owner you will pay now if you make the division even the landlord knows you are smart and you know what you're doing so that the right you can only pay for the right local government and state government things and finally always look for determination and eviction clause right make sure even though the law many laws around the country protect you as a tenant indicates how much notice period they should give you before throwing you out of the house but always make sure that you haven't signed up to anything contrary in the agreement right don't sign up to anything that says he can come in there and throw you out you know willy-nilly or says oh if i come in there you're having a party or you you know or i just don't like the the situation in the house i will throw you out and you have you can't do anything make sure you don't sign up to things like that and watch that they are not in there anyway so as usual i try to keep it under 10 minutes but i thought this was important uh, to share with you so best of luck um and i hope you find this useful um, chess.